Hello, my friend. Jeff C. here with a great new resource that I put together just for you. It's a complete database of all the tools that I use to create content and run my business. I've got apps, software, hardware, and even my favorite AI tools. It's easy to find what you need and tells you exactly how I'm using them in my business. To get access to my toolbox, just go to jeffc.com forward slash toolbox. That's J-E-F-F. S is in Sam, I-E-H. That's I before E, especially in C. That's how my mama had me learn it. So go check it out. And if you haven't heard me say it in a while, I appreciate you listening, my friend. And now, on with the episode. Keeping you up to date on the world of social media. Industry experts. Innovators. Creators. Storytellers. And the latest social media tools, tips, and tactics. This is Social Media News Live. Welcome to Social Media News Live. I'm Jeff C. And you're not. And I'm Grace Duffy. And this is the show that keeps you up to date on what's happening in the world of social media and beyond. And today we have the brilliant Kate All on the show with us. And we're going to cover what to expect from Pinterest in 2023. And just like our comment here, Caitlin, she was, or she was saying that she hasn't pinned over a year because nothing new seems to be doing anything. Well, this is the year to, as she put it, not start, but how to restart. Because we want to share with you everything that the platform will be offering creative uh, uh, content creators, businesses, and brands, what they can expect from Pinterest in 2023 in terms of the creator program and monetization opportunities. They're, they, they, they took away and they giveth. So we're going to get into that. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about the giveth a little <laughs> bit. Yeah, we're we're going to talk about the giveth. Okay, mostly about the giveth. Yeah. We're going to talk about the advertising and shoppable pins, which by the way, are going really strong right now. And then finally, we're going to talk about this uh, 2023 Pinterest predicts their marketing trends as predicted by pin activity engagement and is actually really spot on. So if you're looking to jump on trends or uh, what's go- what, you know, what's next in, in media, this is something to definitely pay attention to. And of course, with all social media platforms in general, experiencing some slow growth, particularly in the fourth quarter, we we're talking a little bit about this in the, in the pre-show here mm-hmm. or in the, in the green room. And there's a lot of turbulence around Meta and Snapchat and Patreon and others. We're not going to get into that today because Pinterest is actually taking off. So we are here to talk about the day. So Kate, how are you today? I'm so good and so excited. It's just so great to watch you guys do what you do because it's just so fantastic. So I'm thrilled to be here and be a part of it and just chat all things Pinterest. So there we go. And Kate knows all things Pinterest. I have been following her for a long time. We've been in the space for a while, been on each other's podcasts. And so if you don't know Kate, you really need to because she is the owner and founder of Simple Pin Media. It's a Pinterest management and marketing agency. And her company has worked with over 1,000 Pinterest accounts over the last nine plus years, and their goal is to help business owners understand how to leverage the platform to grow their email list, find cold leads, and make more sales. And she is a Pinterest speaker. She's a teacher, a podcaster, and stra- strategist. And so, strategist. I can't even say that word. I'm so excited. <laughs> I like the way you strategist. said it. Yeah, strategist, <laughs> whatever. Strategist. Tomato, tomato. It's East Texas. It's so we say all sorts of things. But you guys want to make sure that you check out her podcast at Simple Pin Podcast. Do a search in your favorite podcast player. You'll find it. I I listen to it for all the latest Pinterest stuff. She does such a great job with it. Mm -hmm. She's been doing it for, I think, what'd you say, over seven years? Uh, 
Almost seven. Yeah. yeah. And it's really, really great. So just do a search for Simple Pin Podcast and do her a favor and leave a rating and review because that really does help podcasters out. So if you would do that, I would really appreciate it. And I'm sure Kate would too. So Thank Kate, you. we're going to yeah. get started because we've got a lot of stuff to cover and yes. it's amazing. But I do want to give a big shout out to our sponsor of the show, which is Ecamm. You guys can find out more about them at socialmedianewslive.com forward slash Ecamm. There's what they're what makes this show possible. Allow us to do this crazy streaming stuff all across the interwebs. Bring in comments like my friend uh, Jim Fuse saying hello, beautiful people, and I can tell just by looking at him he's from watching me over on YouTube. So Jim, thank you for watching us over there. But once again, socialmedianewslive.com forward slash ecam. You can find out all about this amazing program and their community. So, alrighty, first segment, Grace, the Pinterest economy, right? Oh, yes, the Pinterest and the creator economy. But yes, the Pinterest economy. So we're going to start off with a little bad news. Pinterest did shut down its creative rewards program back in November of 2022, citing that it is looking to focus on other creator programs and features. If you weren't familiar, this is a rewards program that allowed participants or encouraged participants to create idea pins and gave them an opportunity to create content while earning money around that content around certain uh, prompts and themes. It was also based on engagement goals. And it also meant that a lot of underrepresented communities in their creator space would also be elevated through this program because they were all responding to these themes and uh, prompts. But in uh, 2021, the the company also debuted the when it debate, excuse me, <laughs> when it debuted this creator rewards program, it also invested twenty million dollars into it, and then it also launched a half million dollar creator fund that injected an additional one point two million into this project. So Pinterest is still continuing with other programs such as um, choppable pins and paid partnerships, and it also said that, and this is the part that we. <laughs> Kate on to talk to us about is Pinterest has also said that it is committed to exploring new ways to help creators find success on Pinterest in 2023. And they're looking forward to more opportunities. So, you know, Pinterest is not alone in having to shut down and readjust and make adjustments in this coming year. All the social media platforms, as we meant, as I mentioned earlier, were, um, you know, these creator focused startups, uh, you know, haven't been so hot. Again, Snapchat, Patreon, Meta, you know, had mm. some layoffs. YouTube as ads have been slowing down. And also the pool of eligible creators has continued to increase as people are relying more on platforms like TikTok and Instagram and such. But today we are focusing on Pinterest and we want to know what kind of opportunities should creators be looking for or looking forward to when it comes to making money with Pinterest this year? Great question. You summed it up perfectly. So there's two things I want to clarify. There's the creator fund, which is for underrepresented communities. What we've heard is that will still continue, but the creator reward program where they were monetizing people to create idea pins, that's done. And it was very swift. It was like three days, we're out. And their first thing, yeah, which was like, okay, I guess they're really done with this. The first thing they want to introduce in 2023 is links on idea pins, which for creators was the most frustrating because the ecosystem 
of Pinterest mm -hmm. runs on this idea that people go to it, they search for an idea, and then they leave to go find it. And Pinterest was like, wait a minute, I want to capture more of that short form video, people staying on the platform longer, so you can appeal to advertisers. So they said, hey, creators, you create more of this idea pins. And in the beginning, as all creator rewards programs are, the first people who get into it get paid the most. Mm -hmm. And then it started to decrease over time. And you saw more people, more creators putting output for less input of dollars. So I think it was kind of headed towards disaster, if you will, right. if they didn't shut it down. So mm -hmm. now with this thing to say, like, we're going to give you links on idea pins, because I think another thing happened in the background, regular pinners love the ecosystem of Pinterest too. And one of their greatest frustrations is when they click on a pin and it's dead, it doesn't go anywhere. So Pinterest essentially put a pin format in there that was dead. It didn't go anywhere. So I imagine their users complained as well. So mm. now when we add this link to idea pins, it allows the creator then to keep that same flow up of driving people to their shop or to their website. I don't know necessarily if Pinterest is going to put something else in place where people can make money through a creator reward program, but I think they'll probably get more tools that help facilitate growth on your own site. That's mm. kind of what I'm seeing in 23. Yeah, I think that's great because so I I was one of the first people who got into the, the rewards program and I made quite a bit of money at the beginning doing that. And then it started, like you said, dwindling down. And it's like at the end, I was like, it's not even worth it anymore because by the time you got it approved and they had all sorts of things with the beta thing, you know, people getting approved and not approved and all that. Um, I, but I know a lot of people were they build a lot of their business on that. Like it was, I'm, I'm also in the, um, where the community and here. Oh, the creator community. Yeah. yeah. It was crazy. Like it was mm -hmm. like, you know, um, and Pinterest people are pretty nice usually, but Oh my gosh, it was crazy. Um, well, I think it's interesting too, that, uh, you, you mentioned this, that it's driving people driving, uh, your audience to your own website, mm -hmm. where a lot of these sites have been very focused, a lot of the other social media sites have been very focused on keeping you on platform as opposed mm -hmm. to helping you build that, you know, where you, the things you own. So I think that's also something very unique about Pinterest. Well, and I think to that point, one of the things before anybody starts marketing or goes back to marketing to it is you remember Pinterest is like a library, Instagram is a bar, right? You have totally different ecosystems that you enter into. So you're serving your end user actually first with a question, right? They're not searching for your brand. They're not searching for anything that you do. They're asking a question like, how do I do X, Y, Z or best pillows for my living room, right? Mm -hmm. And when they want something and they can't get it, it's such a frustrating user experience. Oh, yeah. And so that's why I think Pinterest had to go, wait a minute. Okay, we did try to elevate this whole short form thing, capture some TikTok, capture some of those, mm -hmm. but we still have to remain true to who we are. And I, I kind of like that. Okay, let's get back to it and right. see if we can serve people better. Because that was the frustrating thing with idea pins, like you had mentioned, that mm -hmm. um, unless you had the product link sticker, which even came yeah. later, that you could not drive people to your product or whatever. It was just, and I get it. Everybody wants to keep everything on the platform, but I'm glad that Pinterest kind of went, okay. And they did promise this in the coming year that, you know, we're going to be able to, to have those links just like regular pins, which is what built Pinterest to what it is, is being able to click on that and go. So I'm trying to explain to people who may be like really new to Pinterest, like it's, it's a, a, what do they call it? A visual discovery engine. It's more of yes. a search engine than it is a social platform. 
They kind of, yes. in my opinion, they kind of got away with that with idea pins because they were like everybody else going to the short for content. Yes. But now being able to have those links back is going to be really key to keep Pinterest growing in my humble opinion. But Kate, I yeah. want to go to the, there's a great question from, because I think this is like, this sums up a lot of people. This is from Brian. He goes, I've kind of stopped using Pinterest. Um, he says, I was getting around 8.5 million impressions and 15,000 plus outgoing clicks a month, but it wasn't converting to anything helpful. Uh, but he said, maybe mm. today we'll revitalize him. So I know you get that question a lot. Like, yeah. listen, I, I started seeing some traction, but I'm just not converting. What do you tell people like Brian? Yeah, I think this is the same thing I would tell people who are running it organically or paid is look at like why they aren't converting. Are you getting the wrong type of traffic? Because that can happen too. I know people who have built their business on one element and then it turns into another element and you're always getting the old because Pinterest old pins do drive a lot of traffic. Mm -hmm. So then if you think of all these people, so let's say those 15,000 plus that are landing on your website, why aren't they doing anything? Like, what is it that you're not converting them to? And I'm not saying it's always on the end user, the creator to fix that. But I always think it's good to interrogate it to say, oh, why are they landing here and not doing anything? Am I not, am I missing the mark on what the intent of the Pinterest user is? Because if we think about it, we're always looking for cold leads, right? That's what's coming from Pinterest is people who are cold and new to you, they need a little bit more convincing. So if I was in that position and I see a bunch of people coming to my site and they're not converting, I ask myself, why am I talking to my warm only and they feel like they're excluded? Or is it the first thing I mentioned where mm. maybe it's just different type of content that I'm not talking about anymore? In that case, you can try to redirect them to a different place. We have had clients who have struggled with that to say, I used to be a soap maker and now I'm like totally different, right? right. But I get all soap. So I think it's just a matter of kind of looking at it through that lens. And then... Um, conversions are hard from Pinterest. I'm going to be fully transparent about that. Like they are like sometimes feel like an immovable mountain because right. they are very intent on what right. they want. And if they don't get it, they're bouncing away really quickly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which can actually hurt your SEO. Mm -hmm. So you got to make sure like Kate yes. was saying that if you're doing a, a product offer or a lead gen or a lead magnet that they get there quickly. And remember, I think it's probably close to 90%. It used to be 87%. People are using their mobile device to search Pinterest. Yes. So you want to make sure everything is optimized for mobile mm -hmm. uh, when you're having them go to your landing page. Nothing irritates me more than trying to find a, there's a pop-up that covers what I'm trying to buy or something like, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Exactly. It's yes. just oh like, no wonder they're bouncing because you've got to check that stuff out and test it. Great question here from my pal, Jim. He goes, yep. um, can we use Amazon affiliate links on pins? Oh, Jim. Yes, you can, my friend, yes, especially even on idea pin stickers, which is great because, and I'll, and I'll give a little inside baseball here because Jim and I talk about this a lot, <laughs> is um, um, with um, the new aspire um app on amazon because they're getting into short form content too if you go to their app on their mobile now you're seeing almost TikTok talk like stuff um you can use both of those for an idea pin and for that um on amazon's aspire app so yes you can have those links there are only like three affiliate or three or four different affiliate companies that pinterest allows and amazon is one of them right kate mm, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah it's yeah. really great yeah so jim repurpose that content anyway sorry inside baseball stuff we'll talk about amazon <laughs> later great. i love love my amazon so so pinterest it was really weird when they canceled the um the um creator rewards program 
they said, hey, we got, don't worry, we've got other stuff coming this year. And then I, I kind of, yeah, and then I looked at the webinar and I really, you know, it's like, hey, brands can notice you now and, you know, that kind of thing. And then Pinterest TV, which is really interesting, mm-hmm. uh, which I have signed up for, but I still don't see how that can convert to sales or anything other than growing my account. Is there anything that you see on how we can make money coming up in 2023, um, Kate, with Pinterest? Yeah, that's a really good. Let me address the Pinterest TV really quickly, because I think I had an aha moment about that. Mm -hmm. And I it really just this I saw it as a streaming service instead of like a live like we're doing right here. I was like, oh, that's really interesting. I think to your Amazon point, it probably aligns more with selling that way. I don't necessarily know how yet again because right. we're doing a lot of tutorials but i'll say like they just said they're moving into canada too as well so for any canadian listeners they might be able to get on the ground floor there who knows um but i would say as far as like making money i think it's going to be all about looking at your content looking at what you provide and getting really strategic about that and trying to hook the user in with um i still think blog posts work really well to be Mm -hmm. honest like short form blog posts really allow people to come in and then buy your product um shoppable pins are one that i know we're going to talk about um i would say those are kind of i just don't know yet like i'm i am kind of the jury's still out like will there be something else that pinterest releases (laughs) i'm just not quite sure i think they have to go uh, in on shopping because Mm -hmm. all the big like walmart's coming out with them all these stuff and so if they can make a way for me to sell products or even affiliate products, like if I could go live to Amazon and Pinterest at the same time, oh my gosh. Oh. But there's no, yeah. they got like, you know, on Amazon, you have a carousel. Like if you're watching us over on Amazon, you can go check that out at jeffc.live. And you can see below us, we have all my podcasting stuff. We have my mm-hmm. podcast is there. Yeah. And it actually where you can click on stuff and you can actually subscribe to the podcast or you can get this microphone or whatever right below the live show. Pinterest needs to do something like that, mm-hmm. in my opinion. And because I think shopping is the just it makes so much sense for Pinterest. So, yeah. And I, well, I will say search. So this is something, too, that if somebody's totally new to Pinterest, just pick up your phone and spend 30 minutes looking at Pinterest on the app, because what you get is two different search feeds. When you search things, you can choose from content and you can choose from shop like uh, products. So I think that's going to be really interesting, too, to see how your your products get found in search on Pinterest. Mm-hmm. And so spend 30 minutes just looking at the platform. I guarantee that will make you a way better marketer if you actually use it. Yeah. And also what I would say too is, especially if you're wanting to do affiliate marketing or like Amazon stuff or whatever. And what I do is I go through and and look how the ones that are successful and I see more than once, I see, okay, how are they doing their video? How long Mm -hmm. is it? What are they showcasing? How is it, you know, is it the more behind the scenes kind of stuff or is it like really professional? The one thing I will say about Pinterest that's different than any other platform is that people on there, they like brand content, you know, like on Facebook, people see brand stuff like, Oh, I don't want to, you know, dislike whatever. It doesn't matter on Pinterest. If you have good content and it's something somebody wants, they will click on it. Cause you can't tell, right? Right. Like even I've gone through the feed and I click on something and it's a promoted pin and I'm like, or Pinterest ad, they don't use that word anymore. But I was (laughs) like, what, this is an ad. Like it's very native to where you kind of don't know, which that's a sign of a great advertiser, right? right? Yeah. So I I just think that's going to be interesting to see um, how that ecosystem comes together. Yeah, totally. Grace, you had, you want to bring up a comment? 
Yes, I wanted to bring up, we have a couple questions here. Uh, one is from Caitlin. She is saying, she's asking personal boards versus group boards. I'm struggling mm. to know where to pin stuff when I do pin. So yeah. what personal is the, boards, hand down. Personal boards. 100%. Yeah. Are group boards oh, even a thing anymore? Uh, I mean, we don't leverage them just because right. we mm-hmm. feel like it's that real estate thing. Like just plant on your own land. And obviously Pinterest isn't your land, but let's say right. your profile, right? Yeah. So you want to use it with that because you're going to leverage, you know, your board, your keywords. And when Pinterest is searching for new content, they're taking in the board name and the pins in there, and they're going to show that to people who might be interested, even if they don't follow you. So if you have your content on a group board and Pinterest is pulling a ton of stuff from this group board, yours might get missed. So I just think the only time they're really good is if you know the owner there's just a few of you and you all have the same goal to elevate each other those big massive group boards that used to exist with like hundreds of contributors oh my gosh just ditch them yeah so (laughs) i know we're talking so that's the like the at everything when people do that yes totally so i mean so if we are getting too nerdy for you, let us know in the comments. But we're because we're talking about like group boards, we're talking about pinning and all that stuff. If we need to calm down a little bit, because we get really nerdy on the show, and <laughs> we Kate and I have been on Pinterest a long time, and we see what's changing. Make sure you say, "Hey, put the brakes on, guys," and tell me what did you mean. Uh, let us know in the comments. But um, Brian has a great point that yeah. he says, you know, it's always because he's in Barcelona. Uh, watching on YouTube, he says, it's always been a frustration in the past. Pinterest seems so U.S. focused and doesn't think there are many people in other countries. So is any of this stuff, do you know when it's rolling out to other people? Like, um, you know, some of the, I mean, even some of the targeting I know with ads is only U.S. Mm -hmm. and like Canada and some other places. So do you have any idea on that, Kate? Yeah, I always tend to see that they go like U.S., Canada, then like U.K., Australia. But in a lot of their stock investor, I read a lot of those, which are super boring, but they talk about where they're going to do future initiatives. And South American countries and Spanish speaking countries were also another push that they're going to make last year and into this year. So I think we will continue to see it kind of slowly roll out. But I think Pinterest is being careful to say, like, well, do these markets respond in the same way that a U.S. And right. Canadian markets do. And mm-hmm. that's something they have to consider. And you do see them growing globally in numbers. That I mean, obviously the US North American market is its fastest growing, but you are seeing expand into all these other countries. But again, it might lo- not look like the same expansion plan that we had because we might respond a little bit differently to features. But my um, guess based on everything that they've said is they'll just kind of continue to roll out the targeting, they'll roll out idea pins, but they just want to be super careful. Trends now is a tool that they have, which is, right. I think, UK, US, and Canada. I imagine that will get more robust over the next year. Yeah. So, that, I mean, it's, uh, we got so much to talk about. So, and, and Brian goes, uh, no, keep the energy going. So he's saying we're Good. fine and we're, we're not, <laughs> we're not nerding out too much for people. Um, one of the things, um, uh, Jim asked a great question. He goes, uh, do you have a book I should read about Pinterest nerds? I don't have a book, uh, but Kate's podcast. <laughs> I'm supposed to be. No, um, I do have a podcast, six yeah. years, but a book is coming. A book yeah. is coming. I actually did approach, this is very interesting. I approached uh, an editor about this and we were talking through and their response was, there's just not enough buzz around Pinterest. And it's like, oh, that just hurts my heart because I know that like TikTok and Instagram right. and Meta, they all get the buzz, but 
you know, Grace, you said this earlier, like, it's just that like sleeping giant in the background. That's like, mm-hmm. people are really crushing it and growing with the platform, but it's not this loud thing right. that's out there. Right. Cause there's not a lot of negative stuff about Pinterest really. I mean, it's a place yeah. where you don't have fake news. You don't you have, don't have th- crazy CEOs. Right. <laughs> exactly. No, exactly. no, we don't have crazy CEOs. But- and yeah, and it's actually, you know, it, it's one of, it's been known as to be one of those channels that doesn't have the toxicity or the negativity that you see on other platforms. And we're going to get into that in, the, in our next segment here, but that's, that's one of the things that right. it's just, it's so, just a reliable thing. The other thing, Jim, mm-hmm. yeah. so if you're looking for, you know, Kate's podcast, really, really good, uh, per blog articles at simplepinmedia.com, Really, really good. Tailwind has some great articles as well. So I would check out those places if you're wanting to understand and, and dive in even Pinterest site like business.pinterest.com. They have some great stuff as well as of targeting and like understanding the terms. Cause they have changed the terms. I mean, Kate and I'll say the wrong things because they've changed it so many times. Repin. Yeah. Yes. And whatever, you know, it's the yeah. same thing, but anyway, um, something that hasn't changed is our friends over at Ecamm. So I want to make sure to give them a big shout out at socialmedianewslive.com. Ecamm, look, it was such a smooth transition. But they're ones who make us help us sponsor the show. They they uh, allow us to do this program. Um, they're just so great. We're going live everywhere. We have a ton of people, comments that I can see because of Ecamm. So socialmedianewslive.com forward slash Ecamm. Check them out. But um, we do have a comment. Some really good qu- questions here. So uh, Tamison says, really basic question for a small e-commerce business what is the ideal minimum number of pins a day and is it still okay to repin the same pin to different ports i know you get this question a lot as well kate so yeah take Mm -hmm. it away so i would say for e-commerce it's going to depend on how many pins you have either images or leading to content leading to your shop that you have what we tell people is you don't want to like flood your users with the same pin over and over and over again so it's okay for you to do one to two pins a day and yes you can repeat them to another board in the future maybe like two weeks or three weeks apart some people use scheduling tools but you have some people in the past who have said you need to do so many pins per day but we've really found that that really didn't help you anymore so you really want to go with if you're if you're somebody who's a content creator and you have five years worth of blogging every single week you got a lot that you can pin but for the e-commerce seller what we say is one maybe two a day if you can create different types of images that you can play with that get people into checking out your shop, whether it's showing a collection or even whether it's talking about the features of your product, don't underestimate short form blog posts that you can just write about like, Hey, how to pick the perfect gene or what to look for in a natural vegan soap. Like people are asking those questions, not necessarily your brand, you know, certain right. type of gene or whatever. So leverage your text on those images too. Cause Pinterest with their visual search tool, reads the text on those images as well. Yeah. And uh, this is my high horse. And Elisa always would give me a hard time about this. Don't use scripty fonts. Let Pinterest read your text. Don't do that. Instagrammy scripty stuff. So let it, because they read it. It's the, the AI is reading that stuff. You want to make it as easy as possible because it does help you with search. This is a great question because I don't know the answers to this, but I'm really confused about their app. So Jonathan goes, how does shuffles relate to Pinterest? Okay. (laughs) 
Do you want me to tell you what I yeah, think my theory well, is? First tell what Shuffles is, and then I yeah. want to know your theory, what it is. Okay. Shuffle, think of Shuffles like a mood board. Like Think of it like your vision board. You're bringing in different things to create what you want. It would be perfect for somebody who's building a kitchen, and they could kind of drag and drop images into this particular pin. It looks the same size to see how things go together or ways to express yourself. So that's how or think of tearing things out of a magazine and gluing them onto a page that's almost exactly what it is and it helps people take let's say a pin that you have pull out like a faucet and drag it over into this particular image so you can start to piece things together it's not a marketer tool it's simply a regular user tool to have fun with i think it was just pinterest tech team having a little bit of fun. I, I don't really see <laughs> yeah. what the future is going to be, but um, it's a mood board. Yeah. That's really yeah. it. And it's really, the technology is pretty interesting. It's just kind of weird. Yeah. I don't think it helps your account or hurts it anyway, but I, no. I agree with Kate. Like, I think it's, it's, it is what it is. All right. It's a fun I've been getting shattered out at my, in the notes, but we got to move on because ah. I, I nerd out about this stuff. And <laughs> so uh, we're going to talk about Pinterest advertising and there's a question. Which question you want to bring up? Uh, oh, no, uh, I was going to lead into Caitlin's question because okay. this kind of leads up to it. So okay. our next segment is going to talk about advertising on Pinterest, which, of course, is a big deal when you are a small brand or e-commerce brand. So some news coming out of Pinterest. We are a new show after all. Uh, it has a new CEO, not a crazy CEO, just a normal, <laughs> regular not. CEO yeah. that's doing CEO things. So Pinterest co-founder Bill Silberman stepped down <laughs> as a CEO. CEO and replaced by Bill Reddy, who is a former Google Commerce Payments Chief. And before that, he was PayPal COO, to give you any idea of where the company is wanting to go. And while at Google, Reddy's team did a good job of overhauling Google Shopping and payment services, hint, hint, businesses. So although his uh, tenure at Pinterest has been quite early, it's an early days, he has been very good about outlining a compelling vision of attracting more publishers and content creators to Pinterest, growing video sharing and viewing, and perhaps most important of all to those listening, making it possible to buy just about any consumer product that a user might find while searching or browsing on Pinterest. So this layered on the fact that a lot of businesses are looking to move their ad budgets away from Meta or other platforms, and, or at the very least diversify their ad spend. Pinterest is looking very, very interesting, especially when you pay attention to their results from last year, showed a lot of great progress thanks to those shoppable ads and video content. So Mr. Reddy is on point there. But so tell our audience why they should be looking at Pinterest in 2023. And then, of course, as promised, Caitlin's question here, where's the growth coming from uh, when it comes to actually driving traffic to your website? She's asking regular pins, idea pins, video, product, where is the ROI? So I thought that mm. that question was, yeah. was, a, a lead, was a good lead into that question. Yeah. So I would say looking at the landscape of all the pin formats that you have, there's like a standard pin is your foundation. They're always going to be the driving the most amount of traffic from Pinterest. And that's primarily because we had those idea pins layered on and they didn't link. Right. Mm. But now they'll link and we just don't know how that will affect it. We kind of see video pins kind of in this weird like merge. We kind of think they'll be merged into idea pins in the future anyway. People were using them because they linked, but what we found is they really didn't get as many good results. And then we have Pinterest ads that kind of takes it to the next level. <clears throat> so I think when it comes to 
um, if you want me to jump straight into Pinterest ads yeah, and people sure. moving yes. their budget away, I would say the only, the number one thing you need to know is that Pinterest ads take a long time to optimize. So what that means is a Facebook ad or an Instagram ad can take a couple of hours. A Pinterest ad takes two weeks. So when you go into advertising on Pinterest, what you want to know is that your first four weeks at least are just gathering data. That's it. You just want to know like who's interacting with my pin, which ones are converting. And you want to think top of funnel. You want to think, I don't know you. I don't know anything about you. So if you approach your ad with more cold language, or I just saw this great app, the Hemingway app that has you write Mm -hmm. like people are in third grade. It's like write that way for your Pinterest ad and help people convert. I think that's a better way to begin a long-term strategy with Pinterest. And I'll always tell people too, Pinterest marketing in general takes six to eight months to gain steam. It is certainly not quick. It's There's no dopamine hits. You're not going to feel all that great, (laughs) right? So the same is going to happen with Pinterest ads. You might look at it and say, we've had clients come to us and say, I do not want to give Facebook any of my money. Great. Well, when they come over to Pinterest ads and they begin to do it, they get scared. They get nervous. They're like, why isn't this doing anything yet? It's like, well, you got to let it ramp up. You got to let the pixel warm up. You have to let these things happen. So yes, I think there's a lot of great lucrative opportunities in Pinterest ads, but you have to like buckle up. It's going to be three to four months for you to figure out what's working and not working. But once that happens, those ads can convert really, really great for a low cost per day, depending on what you're selling, right? You're not going to throw $5 a day at an ad and sell a $100 product. So you have to have the comparison. We also tell people with Pinterest ads, have a very strong conversion metric, whether it's to your email list and you know how much you want to spend or whether it is to your product and you know how much you want to spend there. Those are great advice. Is it still yes. this, the case, uh, Kate, that because uh, it's been a while since I've been in Pinterest advertising that one of the benefits of Pinterest is when you quit your ads, um, if somebody pinned those to your board, they don't go away. It's like it, it like if I had an ad running like, hey, join my mastermind and I ran it for a week and during that week, uh, Grace pinned it to one of her boards to save for later. It doesn't go away when my ad stops. Right. And so that's yeah. one of the big benefits, I think, of Pinterest advertising. Yeah, because you can also take something that you've pinned just organically and you see it's doing really well and you're like, oh man, I this is leading to some conversions. I want to put some lift behind it. Now I'm going to run an ad mm-hmm. and I'm going to run with it. You can also do a totally separate ad that you start cold. A long time ago, we used to say that you had to do organic for a long time before you could step into ads. That's not the case anymore. If you want to start your Pinterest account today, optimize your profile, figure out what you want to turn target, you could be running ads by the end of next week. Yeah, it's, it's really, I mean, and I know that and, and Grace mentioned at the beginning that a lot of the stuff with, uh, you know, Facebook and other platforms, a lot of the big brands, you'll see them and on black Friday and leading up to Christmas, Pinterest yeah. is, there's a ton of great stuff then ton of ads. I mean, most of my feed was mostly promoted, you know, ads oh, or whatever. Yeah. So I thought okay. it was, Really interesting. It's probably, and it's also how I train the algorithm because I'm looking at that stuff at, right True. now. So, um, they're like a jackpot. We're I know, it's, like, it's like, everything. oh, look at him. He, he's got stuff that we want to give him. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, by the way, so Pinterest ads, I mean, ads in general on any platform can be overwhelming. But I know that you have some resources, Kate, that I want to make sure people know about. So, yes. can you talk about your, you have a course actually on Pinterest ads? 
Yeah, we actually uh, membership because okay. we realized a course was not the best way to teach because there's oh. so much troubleshooting and it changes it. all the time. Yes, yeah. all the time. And there's different types of ads that people can do. So we have this free ads, Pinterest ads checklist. I think it got reversed there. Um, or maybe I typed it. Let me make sure I got the right link for you. Okay, I'll uh, change nope, it. You got it. No, no, okay. no, you got it. Okay. You got it. Good. Um, so one of the things we wanted to do is just give people a checklist before they started, like at mm. least just do these things first, because people were so frustrated diving in. They're like, where do I go? And it is so much easier. We think it's easier than Facebook. Right. Mm. And it's totally different inside the ads dashboard, too. And like which one you're going to pick. So this checklist, it's totally free. Go grab it. At least look through it and say, Oh yeah, I'm going to do it. Or I'm going to do these things that are going to lay the foundation before I dive into Pinterest ads. Great. That's a great, great resource. So for those of you who are listening on the podcast, it is simplepinmedia.com forward slash ads dash Pinterest dash checklist. That's simplepinmedia.com forward slash ads dash Pinterest dash checklist. And I'll try to put that in the show notes as well. But I uh, want to make sure you guys have that resource because like I said, and you can probably tell Kate's a smart cookie and she knows what's going on over on Pinterest. So um, as we continue with, you know, talking about ads and making money and all that stuff on Pinterest. So they did shut down the creator rewards program, but it's still going with the shoppable. Is it, is it still called shoppable now? Idea pins. Um, and then you can oh, convert. Yeah. Tag them. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then you can also convert those idea pins into ads. So mm-hmm. can you talk about like the pluses and minuses of each of these opportunities? Like how can creators yeah. leverage the, the ads to earn an income from themselves? Like, you know, everybody's trying to, you know, diversify. And Pinterest, I think, is a great place to do that. So how can uh, Pinterest use these uh, tools to advertise and sell their products? Yeah, I would say number one is going to be you're just going to want to uh, before you even dive into ads or shoppable pins, there are idea pin ads. Like you said, there's all these different formats. Figure out what people are engaging with as far as like what leads to making money. Right. So that means just like regular pins, get your system, get your groove and go, Okay, yeah, this is what I got. Then do those idea pins with product tagging. So if you are an e-commerce seller and you are not connected your shop. This is something we haven't talked about. Connecting your shop on Pinterest is so, so important. Um, I will say if you have a third party platform, like you're using like Etsy or TPT, you cannot connect your shop. But if you are using WooCommerce or Shopify, those integrations are super slick. And they're easy. (laughs) So easy. We just did it. So I wanted to figure out how this whole shop thing on Pinterest works. So I started my own Shopify store with our digital products, which Pinterest is very digital product friendly, whereas Facebook and Instagram are not. So what that gives you is you can join the verified merchant program and get a shop tab. And as you know, Jeff, one of the things that people would always ask was, okay, I'm a small seller, people pin my stuff, but when they click on it, it's out of stock. How do I change that? Can I go out and fix those pins? And we're like, No, they're out there forever. This verified merchant program and the shop tab allows you to update all of your content, whether it's price or inventory. So I would say any e-commerce seller, get your shop connected. If you can, you can even do a manual upload on Pinterest and that unlocks some more ways that you can tag. Then you can look if you want to run an ad behind a particular product that's selling or behind a particular regular ad that converts to a product that sells. Yeah, I would say I have actually had a, a, I did the same thing. I had a t-shirt shop that I made just to test stuff with Pinterest. And my thing is if you, 
if you have any sort of store, uh, e-commerce store, especially if it's a Shopify store, mm -hmm. it's a no brainer to be on Pinterest. I mean, it just yes. really is. You can take all of those products, images and make them pins. I mean, it's just, and it's, I built these e-commerce websites back in the day and it was a nightmare. It is so easy with so Shopify. Easy. It Even so I easy. can do it. Oh, it's amazing. HTML. Oh, it's like yeah. the worst. It yes. is awesome. Um, uh, the last thing I'll say about Pinterest ads that I think is really, really important is it's really important to frame up where people are hitting the ad. And this for me, as I was talking with my ads director, she was like, you know, Pinterest is very top of funnel and bottom of funnel. It's not a lot in the middle. There's mm -hmm. this weird thing where it's really hard to like warm people up. Like people don't care about you. And it sounds weird to say that, but like they really don't. They're only looking to serve themselves. I'm not interested in searching out a brand or I'm not interested in searching out a particular influencer. I'm looking for this aha moment at the top, like, oh, I didn't even know that was possible. Mm -hmm. And then you can retarget them later once they've known you're possible, you know, like, or, hey, do you want, you know, they're more engaged with it if they come to your website and then you can retarget them later. But that's a really important distinguisher is that mm -hmm. that middle, it just doesn't really work. Mm, that's great. When you said it, you said it best at the beginning of the show where people are coming to Pinterest with a question, right? Like, I want a new light fixture. What's going to look good? I, you know, I'm ready to buy my new light fixture. I'm, I want to find it and buy it right now. So, uh, yeah. Absolutely spot on. We have a question so, here from Tamson. Do you yeah, I want to bring up this, this so yeah. just for Sammy, because she's like, this is genius, okay. putting a lot of focus in 2023 on digital projects. <laughs> hey. Excited to travel this. Well, thanks, Sammy, for that comment. And yeah, we're so this- We're here to solve problems. That's right. Yeah. So this- <laughs> Doing it with you. Do you want to take this question from uh, Tamson? Sure, it's Tamson. She, she's, uh, they ask, in terms of idea pins, I- I've seen many of them just being one slide, often a video taken from Instagram or TikTok. But my understanding is that Pinterest prefers multiple slides. Is that true? Okay, so there's what Pinterest says it prefers and <laughs> what gets engagement. Right. You always yes. have to take those two. I will say, number one, any of the platforms, they don't want other platforms content. They've been all very clear about that. They're right. like, yes. if you're creating something for our platform, make sure it's for our platform, right? Yes. So you want to obviously create natively, not just take your TikTok and pull it over. Right. However, users are finding that Pinterest is the best place to save things. And TikTok creates that aha moments. So they are having to save their TikToks onto their Pinterest boards because they don't want to forget it. So I think some of that native user habits are happening there. So you might see some of that. That being said, we do know some users where they upload one video into one slide and it's doing really well for them. But we also know people that have more step-by-steps that are doing anywhere from five to seven slides and they are getting good conversions. This is where you're going to have to test it. We've done both. And I will say this too, for a long time, we used to say, don't show your face on Pinterest. Right. We're seeing some good engagement with people talking. However, it cannot be about your day. It can't be this like, here's right. what's happening, blah, blah, blah. But if you're doing a step-by-step -step or you're walking people through a house project or something like that, you can definitely talk and show your face. We're actually seeing pretty good engagement on that. Yeah, I think it's the TikTok um, the, uh, symptoms or whatever, because that didn't used to be. The, I mean, I remember working for companies where we'd actually take the photos of like, their uh, fashion and chop off their heads because yeah. people wanted to see themselves in that photo. 
Uh, so I, it's really interesting how it's changed. It's changing over on Pinterest. The other thing I would say in that same note, if you're creating that vertical video content, create it on your phone without the watermark, like without TikTok, and then you can use it for Pinterest, Amazon. Amazon's really highlighting ver- vertical video now. And then um, uh, it's scam reels, YouTube all that shorts. stuff. Uh, shorts. Yeah, exactly. So um, do it one time and there's nothing wrong as long as you don't have that watermark. Uh, to put it in different places and, you know, save yourself a, a little bit of time doing it that mm-hmm. way. So, all right. I'm so this show is just flying by. So we've got to go to the I next know. section, um, but we're going to talk about trends. And I'll just say this really quick about trends is Pinterest trends. In fact, I've noticed in some of my like um, apps that I use to like figure out stuff with Amazon, they're actually using Pinterest trends data to tell you what's yes. coming up. So yeah. Pinterest has got its, it's, you know, especially if you're looking at specific niches and stuff, and I'll tell a story later if we have time, but uh, <laughs> this is really, really exciting. So Grace, you wanted to talk about this. I know. Yes. It's called Pinterest predicts. And if you haven't found it, go to the Pinterest blog and go look for Pinterest predicts. And as it is done every December for the last three years, it has published its annual review of what is the latest rising trends. And this is all set to become very significant over the coming year. Now, all of this is based on user behavior on Pinterest, including pin saved, boards created, and overall search activity. And Pinterest is uniquely placed, as you can imagine, to highlight the next big thing before it happens. And indeed, Pinterest has said, because this is the third year they've done this, that its annual predictors were predictions are reportedly 80% accurate based on the engagement volume those following years. So if you look at this up, there's pool parties for your puppies, there's airy styles for fashion, and then two-toned hair. And I wanted to get your take, Kate, on what trends stand out to you and why. There's plenty of them. There are plenty of them. I think what stands out to me most in all the trends is I like that they're not just honing in on one generation. You see mentions of Gen Z, you see mentions of millennials, you see mentions of Gen X, which I am, and even Boomer. So I think they realize in these trends that there's a multi-generational platform thing happening and they they really touch on it. Now, here's the way that I look at it. There's the high level, Pinterest comes up with their really catchy name, like dopamine dressing that thing (laughs) that was hilarious but i have to say i picked up a magazine yesterday in my son's orthodontist office and i opened to this section and what do i see which is dopamine dressing i was like oh i guess they are having some influence on other things but what you want to look for in these is what's underneath because that's where you get the terms so don't look so much at the picture or the catchy title at the top go what was the increase in this particular topic or what was the term that was used people are constantly asking us, is there a Pinterest keyword tool? Is there a way like a Google AdWords or anything like that or Google keywords that I can use? This is it. Like you want to go in and try to get some ideas. Now, I will say this, there's some caution with it because when you are a creator or a seller, you have your ideal consumer in mind. So when you look at this, go to that section first and just get ideas. Don't really create for Pinterest because I think that's an easy trap that we can get into. And I think the creator rewards program kind of lended to that a little bit, but create for your audience and then look to see what terms people on Pinterest are using. 
Yeah. And the other thing is, and I'll tell my story now, is that, um, I, and I, because I use Pinterest trends all the time. So if you want to look at some really great data, go to trends.pinterest.com. Uh, that will give you kind of their trends tool. It's not, it's different from the report that they put out at the beginning of the year. This is like their dashboard where you can see what's trending and what time wow. of year and all this stuff. Um, what I did is a long time ago, I looked and I saw that, um, and remember Pinterest stuff, like it hits like, what is it? Four months before the holidays usually yep. starts going. And I was looking on it and I saw, okay, they're doing Christmas tree kind of stuff. And I went, Hmm. And then I read another article that said there was going to be a Pinterest tree. I mean, a Christmas tree shortage this year. And I went, Oh, and so I bought a bunch of artificial trees um, and I did Amazon reviews on them and I sold a bunch of them during nice. the holidays. But that's because I looked at Pinterest trends and that's what, you, what, what uh, Kate was just mm-hmm. saying is you look at the underlying data and you look at other articles and you kind of combine it together and you go, Oh, I may have an opportunity here. And so that's what this tool is using. And a lot of, I'm like, I'm saying a lot of these other companies are looking at trends.pinterest.com because they're seeing that the benefit of that data. So if mm-hmm. there's one thing that Kate has said, that is it this, this time is, I mean, all our stuff's good, but look at the data <laughs> and, and, and look at the underlying stuff that is, you know, maybe not that, that certain keyword, but what is underneath it that's, that mm-hmm. could really help your, your business or your product. Well, and I think what you said, Jeff, what it is, is it jogs creativity. Right. And oftentimes as creators and entrepreneurs, we are running at full speed all the time. And we hit these points of burnout where we're like, I don't even know what to write. I don't know what to create. I don't know what to do. When you look through that, it should jog some creativity of what to do next. And I just think there's so much power in that. I do have to say, I've been skeptical of it the last couple of years. Well, the first year they put it out, I was like, of course they're predicting it will do well. They control the algorithm. Right, exactly, yeah. But, but I, but yeah. we have seen it flood over into other industries. So mm-hmm. now I will give it a little more credit. Yeah. I mean, it is a big, <laughs> now it's become a big yeah. PR thing for them. Yes. Uh, and, and that's great. But, but I still like trends.pinterest.com um, going into there and seeing stuff because a lot of times, and you mentioned the creativity and finding things to write because it, it's so Pinterest hits. I mean, if it, if it hits before Walmart pulls out their Christmas stuff, you know, there's, they have, that's what I go on is like, if it's before Walmart pulls out their Christmas Halloween stuff and it's already on Pinterest, like two months before that gives me an advantage. So if you see something on Pinterest that you're like, I haven't seen that anywhere yet, but you can see the, the logic of that, it could hit then write content, create content on that, get it out there early before everybody else does. And you can reap the benefits of that. Yep. So, all righty. What did I, did I. Did I um, talk too much? Let's see. No, uh, you, got, you got everything. I'm excited about this stuff. Can you tell? I am. Yeah. So, very excited about this um, stuff. Before we we uh, wrap stuff up, Kate, I want to let, I want you to talk a little bit about, you know, what you've got going on, your podcast, yes. where people can find you, um, any other like goodies you have. The floor is yours. Uh, I know you impressed a ton of people, so yeah. we'll let you, we'll let you talk. <laughs> Well, I think for us this year, what we're looking at is, again, what you brought up, um, Grace, with the new CEO, how the new CEO moves a little bit quicker than the previous one. And I think especially with e-commerce, we're leaning into not only testing our own things with e-commerce, but serving people with tools that are really bite-sized, like how to set up your shop. We do have the simplepinshop.com where you can buy any of our 
past workshops or templates or anything like that. But we're really looking to see again to creators, how can people make money on Pinterest and getting creative about that, thinking about brands wanting to match with creators where the shifting budgets are going. So for us, we are still looking to serve clients through our management at simplepinmedia.com, but also really looking to help people either get back on Pinterest or leverage it this year as a really strategic arm of their business. Our philosophy is that we know you have your website as your hub and there's all these different spokes. Pinterest is just one spoke and it's very different than all the rest. So when we teach that, we're very much caring of your business, your center and how we can really help that grow. And I just think Pinterest has been, people have been sleeping on Pinterest for a long time or they've given up on it. Somebody asked me yesterday, they're like, are you going to get kind of bullish about Pinterest? And I was like, I don't know, maybe, maybe a little more bold this year. Like, what are we waiting for? Well, I've always, and I talked to Elise about this too. Elise Mm -hmm. Meredith, who's had on the show before, is like, Mm -hmm. it's more for us. If people like poo-pooing it all the time and all these agencies and stuff, I'm like, hey, that's fine with me. So I will will add this. This is from my research for the show. It's it's from Digiday, which is a very... uh, prominent publication yeah. marketing and it at, at this quote says the platform is more brand safe with all the ad capabilities of meta i mean mm-hmm. come on right. more yep. brand safe and i think that's a big selling point especially for smaller brands solopreneurs you know that may not have the time or resources to go after i'll just say negativity in general right just right. in general mm-hmm. without getting too into it and so i think pinterest does a great job keeping its platform brand safe on point yeah. focused positive uh even yeah. and you even see in the trends like it's all very uplifting people go to pinterest because they want to like dream and aspire so well and one thing i think pinterest said and just they updated kind of not their best practices but it's kind of like their about page and pinterest had this great line in there that i was like way to go for putting that in they said pinterest is the app you don't delete in a social media detox it's the one you keep (laughs) and i was like yes like finally they're playing up their strengths right. you're right yeah. because yeah. people know there's no negative conversation you're not going to be really mad at your neighbor down the street because you can't believe they said what they said because you saw it on facebook <laughs> right, or instagram right. you just get to be in your own you get to curate your own <laughs> world and life right. it's yeah. awesome yeah jeff so, i can't believe you pinned those christmas trees i jeff. know oh, See, that's the thing there was a there was an ad campaign pinterest just did with with a company called amplify and the whole thing was like it's different here and it really leverages that that idea of like it is different here it's a breath of fresh mm-hmm. air you're right i'm not worried about what anyone else is doing right. or pinning or whatever right and it's just such a it's a right. it's a really great place so i think and it drives traffic if, it does and I'm it sorry, drives it traffic it drives sales it yeah. drives sales not just traffic sales so stuff. kate i wanted to ask you before we kind of wrap everything up is like what is your uh, perfect client like when you know when mm-hmm. somebody comes to you what is your like perfect person that like oh we love it when they come and ask us you know to help them out yeah so i would say it's this blend right now of somebody who is an e-commerce seller but a content creator so they have a story element a blog element about their products and they're willing to kind of put these things two together and they also have the long-term mindset they're not looking for a quick win they see pinterest as an investment for the long haul and they're ready to say I'm going to go all in. I'm going to create great images, but I'm going to test things. I'm willing to look at the data. And what we find, and you just said it, Jeff, is that Google and Pinterest are the top two traffic drivers. And if you look at, if we put Pinterest in social media, 
it is a top traffic driver of all the social medias out there. So right. that client understands that they can get that traffic from Pinterest and they're going to do something with it. And we're really trying to assess Let's say we do go into a recession. I don't know. There's all this conversation about right. it. What are the recession-proof industries and people that we see um, will really weather this storm? We're looking at that too as well. Like how can we really serve them and help them really make more sales up the platform, but also just really generally grow their brand? Awesome. Yeah, that's great. Because, uh, you know, a lot of times like, okay, who is your your best client is really important because, you know, those people can, you can match them up. So we have this last question from VA Vacation. And this is a great uh, question. Do you find you have to give more time to your clients now because the platform only wants fresh pins instead mm. of repinning? Because that was a no. big deal. Like we scheduled a lot of stuff, but now it's... It was a big deal. It's not a big deal anymore. So no, we don't find it. Actually, we've reduced the number of pins per day and we found it hasn't even made an impact to um, content. What we want to do is have people create images that are going to connect and we find it doesn't take more. It just takes creativity and how we position the words as we talked about earlier on those pins. Some clients will come to us. I think this is an important thing to know. People will come to us with older ideas of how Pinterest used to work and they'll be convinced that that still works today, but that's not really the landscape of how Pinterest works right now. It's more diversification of pin formats, different types of approaches, less, um, the, I kind of, the fresh pin thing I kind of yeah. wish would die. But. <laughs> right. Yeah, I got it. I get it. All right. So the, the one thing, make sure you go uh, check out uh, Kate's podcast at Simple Pin Podcast. Do you have any special guests coming up that you want to shout out before? I mean, you usually schedule oh. out, out like way ahead. We do. We do. We actually have one of our clients, our food client, Susie from Mediterranean Dish. Her story and how she grew on Pinterest is coming out in February. And I almost cried in the middle of the story, but it's just a really cool story of how she started with content, moved into e-commerce and is really now has a cookbook and is really serving her audience really well, but knows they're on Pinterest in a strategic way too. Like she found cool. out how people were finding her through searches. So that's coming up uh, mid-February. Awesome. So make sure to go check out Simple Pin Podcast uh, wherever you get your podcast and give Kate a nice rating and review and say that Jeff sent you. And Jeff and Grace. Yes, please do. So that, that you'll know where that came from. <laughs> so anyway, thank you guys so much for watching, Kate. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah. Grace, as always, amazing show, amazing questions. You did awesome. Want to do a big shout out again to our uh, sponsor, Ecamm. You can find out more about them at socialmediaslive.com forward slash Ecamm. And with that, we want to thank you guys, Sammy and uh, Jim and Caitlin, all you guys for asking these great questions. We appreciate you. Wouldn't be able to do the show without you. And with that, we'll see you next time. Bye, everybody. Bye, everyone. Social Media News Live.